All right, we have Brian Tashida from Barry's Boot Camp here on the Fitness Retention Podcast. Brian, welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. Good, good to have you. Good to be here. So I took a class with Brian a couple of weeks ago, and um, I have a client who I work with now occasionally, and she said, you have to try Barry's and you have to try it with Brian. So Brian, can you introduce yourself and tell the audience maybe why people would have to try a class with you and Barry's in general? Yeah, of course. Um, so I think Barry's, I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's just trying to, you know, stay in shape for a variety of reasons. I think one, it's either health because they're health conscious or two, they just want to look naked and there's nothing wrong with either of them. Um, so I think people want to be healthy. They want to work out. Um, I think it's a very tough thing to do on your own. Mm -hmm. um, so work out anywhere. The one thing that I found so as far as teaching and instructing and doing private training in a lot of places is that um, the experience you have at Barry is unlike you'll have it anywhere else. And I can say that with a lot of confidence. Um, I stand behind, we as a company stand behind our product to the point where I just think it's just, it's not only an amazing workout, but it's just so much fun. And I was actually meeting one of our newer instructors today, just kind of, you know, kind of just trying to show him you know why we're so successful because we actually we care we care so much and i think people will come in and not only they're gonna have a great time they're gonna have a great workout but they just know that they have someone there to have their back like it's it's really i feel like it's the little things as far as like it's somebody's birthday they just had got engaged if they have an injury if they're pregnant like whatever it is we want to give them a shout out for good reasons for motivational reasons for whatever but i just feel like everyone from the front desk to the maintenance staff to the instructors are so friendly they're everyone's in your corner and you, it's, it's a tough workout. You'll definitely get your butt kicked. But um, I think not only is it a great workout, but also we just care so much about our job and we enjoy our job. And I think that just really shows on our product. And um, kind of anecdotally to piggyback off that point, uh, I have a friend, I won't mention any names, but she's having her birthday at Barry's tonight. Oh, um, I know. I, I'm pretty sure I know who your friend is. I won't say her name. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know who she is. I think, yeah. So, so um, I'm on the wait list for that class because uh, I haven't seen her in a while. But um, at 5:30, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was invited to go. I have a dinner, unfortunately, so I cannot make it. Otherwise, okay. I would go. Yes. Um, but anyway, just like speaking to the community, that someone would actually spend their birthday in a room with a bunch of people working out. It, I mean, that says more than probably anybody at Barry's could actually say about the product. Like. It's, it's incredible and it happens all the time. I have another, we have a client tomorrow who's having a birthday class in my class. And I just told him if you want any music, if you want any special requests, I just let me know. And he sent over a bunch of music that I'm going to incorporate today. And like, it's, it's crazy, but that people would want to do that. But like, it's fantastic. I love it. And I love teaching birthday classes. It's a blast. So talk to me about, um, about your journey into berries, um, how you got to be where you are and, Eventually, we're going to take this into the retention aspect of things, but talk to me about just your journey and then how you came to realize that like Barry's was the brand for you. And I want people to know like this isn't sponsored. I just had a great workout there and Brian um, was a cool dude. So that's why you're on the podcast. Like it's that a cool, cool brand. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, for me, it was actually something that's very interesting. It just kind of fell into my lap. I, uh, I was always interested in nutrition and fitness and just physical activity and uh in college i was written to shut my window <laughs> just loud up there um in uh college i uh i was gonna do physical therapy was what i wanted to do originally and i um long story short i did some internships there i really enjoyed it but i i felt like it was a little bit boring one 
I also felt like he dealt with a lot of people that were upset that their bodies were falling apart, a lot of the geriatric population. Mm. And also, too, I felt like it was a lot of unfinished work in the sense that insurance would pay for X, but client needed Y. So mm-hmm. I, because it's so expensive, maybe they stopped after their insurance paid, but you know they still needed another month or two of rehab for their knee. So I just felt a bit left very unsatisfied. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to go that route. And I thought about doing going to PA school or med school, but I didn't really want to be in school for another five, six, seven years. Um, so after I did my undergrad at Chico State with a BS in exercise physiology and a nutrition, I did what everyone that likes to ski did. I was a ski bum for a season up in Tahoe, just teaching, which was incredible. Um, I worked at a weight loss camp for kids in San Diego, which is also a very interesting experience for the summer, but super fun, super gratifying. And then I basically just got my EMT and then I got my personal training cert because I kind of had the background in a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Started applying for jobs for both. And then I got a job at Equinox down in San Mateo, I think in 2011. Um, I had a really good background in the sciences, but I, as much as I liked to work out, I wasn't a gym rat. I was more of a college or not, excuse me, more of just an athlete, like to play sports and do stuff. So mm-hmm. I had to learn kind of the training portion a little bit more, but the science made perfect sense to me. Um, Six months after that, they thought I might be good at group fitness. So I started teaching some group fitness classes, got a little better at that, um, transferred to the Equinox up here in the marina maybe three and a half, maybe four years ago. And then um, I was definitely getting burned out in the fitness industry. Um, I just, I felt like I wasn't making enough money one, even though I really enjoyed my lifestyle. Um, I just wanted to do something different. And as I was kind of trying to transition to maybe doing some firefighting, um, Barry's approached me and I had no idea who Barry's was. I thought it was like an outdoor workout. We only had one location down by the ballpark at that time. You know, I met with one of our lead instructors now and uh, she said, you know, come try it out. Here's some classes. If you want, you know, try the workout, see if it's something that you're interested in. Maybe you'd be a good fit. Um, I went down that process, which was a very lengthy, very tedious, very time intensive process. And um, I got hired there and that was about three years ago. And um, honestly, for me, it's not work. It's so much fun. Um, I'm not a nine to five guy. I just love the fact that like I get paid and can make a decent living to hopefully improve people's lives. And I get to be fit and I get to, you know, work early mornings, late nights, I get afternoons off. So for me, it fits my lifestyle. It's also very gratifying work. And I just believe in what we do because we do care. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. And I, uh, I'm a senior instructor now, so I'm helping to open some new clubs at the end of this year. And I'm working with some of our newer staff. So, it's kind of cool because once I got a little stagnant with teaching, now I'm kind of moving into more some management stuff, which is kind of a new frontier for me. It's mm-hmm. really fun. Um, and yeah, I honestly had, had no idea I was ever going to be in the fitness industry, let alone seven years now. And uh, yeah, I think I'm going to be in it for a while. And I'm totally okay with that. That's awesome. Um, so when you talk about transitioning into a more senior role and kind of training maybe people who are more junior, can you talk to me about um, working at a big box gym and the training you receive there versus the training that you receive at, um, I mean, I don't want to call Barry's a smaller brand, but it's, um, you know, it's on the up and up. It's not as big as some of the big box brands yet. So how did you get trained and how are you going to take what you learned about training other employees into what you're doing at Barry's? So I think the biggest difference, and I, I mean, I would definitely categorize Equinox as obviously like a big box gym versus Barry's. Um, also, Equinox is a full service in the sense they have everything versus yeah. Barry's. We just do classes. The one thing that Equinox does really, really well, and I'll give them credit for that, is they have really, really good learning in the initial part. Um, like I said, I have a science background, so for me, I knew a lot of the stuff. But I still need to learn, you know, proper cueing, um, proper form for a lot of exercises that maybe I didn't do personally because I wasn't a gym rat growing up. 
Um, so they do a really good job of training you in the beginning, especially a lot of people come from, you know, different backgrounds. Maybe they just, they weren't happy their nine to five running the rat race, so to speak. So they want to do something completely different. So they do a great job with education and they actually pay you a little bit to do that, to learn about the body, to learn about training, to learn about levers and planes of motion and everything you need to be a successful trainer. Um, the one thing I will knock on the Equinox is that as much as they do a good job at that, I don't think they take care of their employees afterwards. Um, obviously they take a lot of the, the cost burden responsibility. So you're not going to make as much there as you will private training, but they take a lot of your money you have a lot of high goals to hit bonuses to actually, so it's really tough to make a, a decent living, especially in a market in the Bay area. It could be different maybe somewhere other places like Dallas or um, Atlanta or something, but it just makes it tough to make a living. And two, I think um, they lose a lot of their good trainers because they don't incentivize them to stay for them. It's a numbers game because they know they're always going to have people coming in and out. So that's the, I think the big difference there. Um, Barry's, Barry's is interesting. I, I think we definitely, when I started at least, I think San Francisco is so much different than the rest of the brand in the sense that we, I think some of the top clubs, like three of the top 10 clubs are our clubs in the city because I think our management top down um, is just really, really good. And we just care. And we always try to get better and improve the experience and prove, you know, I think we're as good as our bad or worst instructors. So we want everyone to be good because um, mm -hmm. everyone's happy. Everyone makes more money. Clients are happy. It's just good across the board. So I think initially we didn't really have a training instructor, so to speak. And as we've grown into three clubs now and then six in the next maybe three, four months, um, we've started to put some systems in place as far as, okay, here's our training program. Here's how we're going to get people along because it's a really long process. It's a really tough process and um, you got to grind a little bit. So I think now, what I've learned, the biggest thing is like you need to, you can teach people, you can teach people to do a lot of things, but one, you can't teach personality, although you can bring it out. Um, I think I can teach everything to anyone, but one, they want, they need to want to do it. And two, I think you also need to get to know the person. You need to know what makes people tick. And that's, I think the biggest thing that I'm learning being a senior instructor now is that it's not so much about the training. It's not about the bicep curls or about what the music, when the thing drops, it's about the people. Yeah. It's about about the people you work with the people that are coming to your classes and just making sure everyone's needs are being taken care of and just even if it's just checking in on people and grabbing coffee and just you know how you doing how's your life um, i think that for me is what i've learned is just as important as anything else that we do so when you're talking about like grabbing a coffee with someone and just sitting down are you talking about um doing that with another trainer or doing that with members all across the board all across the board i mean the one thing i found is that i definitely don't have enough time in the day to do that with everyone but um, I, I think Barry's because we're so close, like clients want to be a part of your life mm -hmm. and you have to kind of be careful and choose on how much you want to let them in versus out. Um, I luckily don't live in the Marina and I do that by choice just because I'm there all the time and it's nice to kind of get away, but yeah. I usually have coffee or lunch or maybe a glass of wine with clients all the time. And it's great because I love getting to know them. So when I'm in class and they're in class, it makes it more fun for me because now they're not just a client, but they're like a friend. Um, so and sometimes people just want to talk to you. It's crazy. Um, I see it more in private training, which I do on my own, but like people will divulge things to you that you just would never think they would just because maybe you're not close to it. And maybe just because you actually showed interest and you care enough to like just sit down and talk to someone. So sometimes it's just nice to be, you know, an ear to either maybe cry on or just to you know have a chat and just enjoy an afternoon. Um, so yeah, I think it's just good to invest in people, both that are coming to your business and people that way actually work for your business. So, yeah. So that's something that I, I mean, it's like awesome to hear obviously. And that's something that I try to do when I was training full time, I was doing like, you know, 
eight, nine hours a day. And I would try to at least meet with one client every week mm -hmm. to do something, take them out for a beer, grab breakfast on the weekend, play pickup basketball, like whatever it is. And I think that that's something that big box gyms, no, none in particular, but big box gyms don't do well. And, and it's, they're reactive to like leaving behaviors of clients and customers, members, whatever you want to call them, but they don't take the proactive approach that it sounds like you and a lot of the other trainers actually take to like getting to know your customers and your members. So my question would be, when did you learn the value of that? Because that's a retention piece right there. That's a retention tool. So when did you learn that? And how did I mean, you I think I've always just, my, I have really, really great family and great parents and like, very social. So like, I think I always kind of knew that like, it's just important to like the golden rule, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated and, you know, like doing really simple things like, you know, just sending a text and Hey, just how you doing or a postcard to somebody. Like, I just think really easy, simple things. Like, it doesn't have to be a grand gesture. Just the gesture itself is really under your value. And I think that's something that should be, should be valued. Um, I think when I got to Barry's though, like that was something that I probably grown the most in. Um, my boss, um, our owner Adam Shane is fantastic. And he's always, he's kind of a madman. His, his wheels always turn, but he's always just wanting to improve the experience. He cares about people so much. And uh, yeah, he really instilled in me. He's like, listen, like, you're you're great but like we just need more of you like just be you you know go talk to people socialize like something you could do anyways and then i kind of just saw some of the other instructors who were really successful were doing that and i was like okay cool like i can do that like i like people i like to be friendly and uh it just kind of manifested it and i think again like any good company i think it starts from the top down i think mm -hmm. we have leadership and we have such good people management positions that like everyone's just so happy like there's people that are coming on even now like just to work the front desk that people that I've, i met a bartender last night before i went to the concert and i met the guy a few times really nice guy he's like oh i'm starting berries i'm gonna be on the front desk and eventually work my way up to a management role they're gonna fast track me and i was like oh cool i had no idea you're interested and he's like you guys just seem like you're all so happy over there and you guys have such a good time it's such a good atmosphere every time i walk in and like hearing that is just incredible and again i think it starts from the top down so i think it's really important to yeah like you said don't be reactive, be proactive. I think for the, a lot of the big box gyms, it's just such a numbers game for them. It's just so robotic and linear that they don't have, I mean, they have the capacity, but they just don't look outside the box and open that up because for them, they just stick to what they do. So one of the words that you keep using is care. Mm -hmm. uh, and that sounds like something that you guys emphasize from like a cultural and a training perspective. What's something that you guys want to improve on in terms of like that would take you to that next level of expansion um and you don't have to tell me like insider secrets or anything but what's something that you guys are actively working on to make the experience even better i think something we're always working on and i think it really ties directly to client retention is our new clients mm -hmm. uh, because initially if you move into a market like when we're going to be moving into burlingame castro and palo alto in the next few months mm -hmm. um Initially, like everyone will probably come try at least once. Um, but I think to get people to come back is really tough. I mean, I, 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 my boss has sent me some studies that are pretty cool about if somebody comes back one time, their chance of coming back is X percentage. And they come back a second time, it jumps up, you know, to 50%. If they come yeah. back a time, it jumps up to, so our goal is to get people in a few times. And then by then, hopefully they have had so many good experiences that they'll want to come back and they, they, they find value in it. So I think for us, the biggest thing as far as caring is like just really giving a lot of love to our new clients because it's scary. 
I'll be honest, I was terrified when I first went into a various class and I do this for a living. I had no idea what was going to happen. Loud music, people yelling at me in a positive way, but like there's a lot going on as, as I'm sure you experience as well. It's a sensory overload. So I think it's really important to just make our new clients and every client in general, but new ones especially feel comfortable. You know, this is a workout at the end of the day. If you need anything, you let me know. You do it at your own pace. Like, we're just working out. And I think sometimes it gets so built up and people get so nervous when like at the end of the day, like we're just working out. It's, we just want to have a good time. We want to work out. I want to give you a great, great, great sweat session. And you know, if you need anything, let me know. So I think really for us, we're always trying to get better at just making sure our new clients are happy and making sure that they feel like they're taken care of and that they know that they're like, they're going to get their butts kicked, but they are, we're watching them in the positive way. And we just want them to do whatever they can. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because before I went, you know, I've, I've had a lot of clients be like, Barry's is the best workout. Like, I think, and I'm not like tooting my own horn or anything, but like outside of a one-on-one -on -one session in which you can completely cater it to the individual person, like that's probably always going to be better than a group class. Yeah. And um, I've had a lot of people be like, Barry's is the most intense workout. And the way that I kind of thought about it was like, have you been on a treadmill before? Yes or no? there's 50% of the workout right there. So at most half of it's going to be new, right? So like, it's not this, the most like intimidating, the environment I think can be intimidating and like everybody's in sick shape. So like, I think if you're not used to group classes, it could be intimidating, but I mean, half of it's on a treadmill, like the, the possibility of air on that is so much lower, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you guys, have a natural acclimation process built in and it's the ability to use a treadmill. <laughs> so um, it sounds like basically getting people to be comfortable in those first three sessions is what is going to bring repeat customers through your door, right? Yeah, we just want them to have a positive experience. I mean, the workout's going to be hard for sure, but for us it's all about having a positive experience, knowing that you were taken care of, that the instructor made sure that, you know, we, you're okay multiple times and yeah, you're going to work. But, um, you know, like I, I've had people come in that are pregnant. I've people come in that are 60, 70, I have people with knee replacements and I, and there's always modifications. Again, like you said, one-on-one -on -one training, something tailored to you is very specific. Yeah. But my goal is when I teach a class is to make it as much of a personal training session as possible. Obviously yeah. it's not completely possible, but that's my goal. Um, and that's how I program as well. That's why as much as I love snatches, I would never put a snatch in class personally because I don't, comfortable queuing that to 60 people because I know half of them won't get it so I think it's a so you want to program correctly you want to make sure you're very clear and concise with your words you just want to make sure that you check in on people and give them some love and yeah. just that was what I struggled with when I taught CrossFit it was like this is not I think it's an incredible workout but it's not catered to people who are sitting at a desk all day they shouldn't be one rep maxing their clean and jerk on yeah. You know, like it's just not what you should be doing. And that's what I, I liked about the Barry's workout was it was like, these are all like approachable movements and it's just a lot of spice to it, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, so from everything we've talked about so far, it sounds like, I mean, I have a good idea of what you're for in fitness and the fitness industry. Can you tell me a little bit about what you are against or what you would like to change? Mm, great question. Um, I think so. What I love about the fitness industry, and again, I think CrossFit's a great example. 
I love CrossFit and I love the fact that CrossFit got so many people just moving, which is mm -hmm. fantastic. But I think the one thing, and I, I won't you know, cross from the bus, I think we can do it better too, is that I think we need to do more of the other stuff. And I try to tell this in class. And by other stuff, I mean foam rolling, stretching, like all the other stuff, the boring stuff that nobody wants to do, that they need to do. That when I know what I don't do, I, my back hurts when I get up in the morning. So I think it's important to make sure proper form is key. I think everyone needs to be teaching proper form. If you don't know how to teach proper form, you need to learn how. Um, in all walks of life of group fitness, I think there's a lot of instructors that come from not a science or fitness background, which is okay, but then you need to educate yourself to teach proper form. Um, that's key. Um, so that's one I would like to see more. And then two, I just wish, yeah, I, I want more rest, uh, stretching, formula and all that jazz. Like in a perfect world, I wish we had 10 minutes to warm them up. I wish we had 10 minutes to cool them down because everybody needs it. So that's tough. And I feel like a lot of people don't get that when they go home, even though I plead them to do it. Yeah. Um, so I see more of the because more of the preventative stuff. People are happy to lift heavy, run fast, spin fast, all that jazz. But I think a lot of the stuff, um, I think prevention is the best thing. I think rolling, stretching, massages when you need it. I have some severe ankle injuries I'm working with, so I'm starting to do acupuncture and deep tissue massages. And I think that stuff, we need more of that. Because just because you're not sweating doesn't mean you're actually not helping your body. Hmm. Um, I have clients that have a lot of injuries that we, for the first six months, did probably didn't sweat once. We did a lot of scapular movement. We did a lot of just really easy core strength. Because, again, just because you're not sweaty doesn't mean you're not working. So I think it's important to do the preventative stuff. Um, I won't get too far off on a tangent, but, like, with medicine, too, I have a huge issue with that. Like, doctors not prescribing exercise or good diet because yeah. that would be helpful. Um, so, yeah, I think prevention of injuries and just stuff like that is something I'd like to see more of. Um, the stuff I'd like to see less of. Oh man, it's tough. Uh, there's just a lot of, as I'm sure you know, there's a lot of BS in the fitness industry. Um, I think the thing that probably, I don't know if it bothers me the most actually now until I think about it, but um, all the Instagram models that put on videos of them working out and say they'll give like plans and whatnot, like don't get me wrong, these girls look incredible, God bless them, um, and they've found a niche, but I think people that necessarily aren't qualified to be giving out fitness advice, mm -hmm. giving out fitness advice just because they look amazing in a, some booty shorts and a, in a, in a sports bra. Um, hmm. so people that are not qualified to give advice, giving advice. I think that's an issue. Um, another thing I'd like to see more of um, is personal trainers and group fitness, anyone, a fitness professional in general, giving homework. Um, even some of my best clients that I see three days a week, that's only three hours and 168 hour a week. Um, I think clients, you'll get some clients, as I'm sure you know, that will do stuff on their own, but a lot of them won't. They'll come in, they'll train two, three days a week, and that's pretty average. There's a lot of other hours in the week. So I think giving homework or giving plans to do outside of work or outside of the gym is super, super helpful because progress will happen faster and just it, just it just yields better results for everybody. It requires extra work for sure. And you really got to stay on your clients. I find that I'm more of my private training clients. I'm more probably a therapist, a friend, shoulder to cry on, nutritionist. Like when I got into personal training, I realized personal training is one small sliver of what I do. Yeah. Um, but it's good though. It's made me, it's really made me, a better listener. It's maybe better in a lot of other ways. So that was kind of a shock. So I would say, yeah, more prevention stuff, um, less Instagram, less like all that crap. Um, and then yeah, homework. So when you talk about homework, um, it just makes me think of you mentioning earlier that you're maybe transitioning to more of like a leadership or management role, however you want to categorize it. So what are you currently doing outside of work to develop the skill set? that will take you into that role? 
So my role now is besides teaching, my role is to also develop our new trainers. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, we're expanding really, really fast. So we have a lot of new trainers coming on. So, and I, I like this role, one, because it's challenging me in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. It's not just about teaching, but like I said, it's about the people. Um, so yeah, I think you really need to learn how people tick to really get the most out of them. Um, I also like it because now I can teach a class and if it's full, I can affect 60 people. But if I can teach a really good instructor to get better and he teaches six classes a week, well, then that's exponentially more people that I can, you know, through a third degree, actually like touch and make their life better. Mm -hmm. Uh, My goal is to get all of our instructors just to a point where they're all really, really good, where they're comfortable, where they're teaching great classes, where there's great energy, where people are happy. Um, So that is not only finding talent, it's developing talent and it's kind of, figuring out how people work and how people best respond. And uh, it's been a crash course the last few months. It's been really, really fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, it's also good because I can only teach so many classes. So it's nice for my body to get a little bit of a break. Um, I was yeah. teaching 15 at one point and I'm much, much happier teaching like 11 or 12. So that's been better. Um, did I answer your question? I'm not uh, sure. No, not really. <laughs> okay. So, what was the question? Let me circle back. Sorry. So what, what's something that you've been studying or working on to develop that skill set? Ah, um, I don't know if there's one thing I've necessarily been studying, but I've been meeting a lot with people that are in upper management and various people that are dealing with management teams. So mm-hmm. um, I have a friend who I work with, I won't name, who's uh, one of our one of our managers, and she deals with the front desk, she deals with schedules, she deals with logistics, she does all that. So she's very good with people and just scheduling and how things work and just making, you know, very linear stuff, the stuff I'm not very good at with the organizing. So I've been meeting with her a lot talking with her a lot on how to get the most out of people. Um, I've met my boss a lot. So I wouldn't say I am studying one thing per se. I'm more trying a lot of different things with people, um, hmm. talking about it a lot too, bouncing ideas off people back and forth. And I'm kind of just learning on the fly. Um, the one thing I think that helps me is that I'm really, I'm an open person. I'm really good at giving criticism, but like effectively, I don't think I'm also good at receiving criticism. So like, I don't take things personally. Um, hmm. I know I can always improve at every aspect of my life, both personally and professionally. So I think for me, I'm just trying to absorb as much knowledge as I can just by doing. So almost like, um, not like mentorship, but kind of one-on-one coaching with people is how you're developing that skill set because that's yeah, good. I would establish it as a mentorship, but yeah, in a way, like I look at a couple of people where I'm like, yeah, you're definitely kind of taking me under your wing and like teaching me a lot of skills. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can and, you know, some things are working, some things are, are won't. And again, I'm learning that different people need different things. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been really good. Awesome. Um, all right, meaty question. Um, because you've worked now at a couple different, basically business models within the fitness industry, what's something that every gym can do starting tomorrow that will have the long-term effect of them making more money? Hmm, great question. Um, I think initially right off the bat, I mean, I think you can, there's a few things you can do. One, um, I think the first people you meet, so the front desk, no matter where that is, whether it's a Barry's, Equinox, whatever, I think the first people you meet, the first thing you come into are like having really friendly people in the front. And I know it's not the most glamorous job, um, but if you get people that are very friendly, um, then your experience as soon as you leave and as soon as you get there is going to be incredible. So I think that's one thing you can do. I also think clean facilities, um, gyms by nature just get dirty and that, that happens. It's fine. Um, I think the cleaner your facility is the more people respect that. I didn't realize how important that was to people. Maybe just cause I'm a guy and like, I don't really care. Um, but yes, clean facilities I think is fantastic. And then I think 
three, I would say following up and I was following up and that can be in a lot of different things. Um, we, you know, things happen to berries. We have people that fall off trebles. We have treadmills. We have people that have dropped dumbbells on their feet. Um, we've had people, we have good, good and bad things that happen all the time. And that's just the nature of the game. I think following up on people for good or bad things, I think is amazing. I think people appreciate that. Uh, if somebody got hurt in class, following up on the email, how you doing? Are you okay? Um, sending flowers, like, all that stuff. Like, it's just so, again, it's such a small gesture, but I think if people, like, it means you actually care. And I think people really, really, um, really appreciate that. So I'd say following up on good and bad things. So do you guys have like a budget, not for flowers, but for stuff like that, where it's like, hey, I, this happened to this client? We don't have a budget, but we spend a lot of money on flowers, on cards, on bottles of wine and champagne for engagements, for birthdays, for all types of stuff. Um, I don't know what it is. I know I personally spent a lot of money on all that stuff. It's totally worth it. Hmm. I don't mind at all. So one of the things that I actually, it's funny you mentioned that because one of the things that I look at when I talk to a gym is their acquisition spend versus their happiness spend. So how much does it take to acquire a client versus how much are you actually paying to keep them happy while they're a customer of yours? And a lot of gyms are like one to a hundred. So a hundred dollars to acquire one dollar to keep them happy. And I think it's a crazy ratio. And I mean, I don't know what your guys' acquisition costs are, but obviously you're spending on appreciation or happiness or retention, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, a bouquet of flowers to someone who's been a member for like a year, that's going to keep them a member for another year. Absurd. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. You guys are doing that. Um, yeah. Same format. What is something that every gym can do starting tomorrow to save time? To save time. Oh, great question. Um, I mean, communication is key. Um, we actually just are about to think, start using Slack, nice. which I have, I have, I know of, I have friends that use it. Um, I think streamlining whatever your communication is, I think is huge. Um, I think also to putting people in the proper management positions that just, just to help delegate. I think for us, we, we grew so fast that we were starting to, we just had too many chefs in the cook at one point and at another point we had not enough or uh, chefs in the kitchen. So now I think we have a person, like we had nobody doing anything and now we have everybody doing anything and now we found a nice middle ground. So I think making sure that there's very clear lines on, I don't say who's in charge, but who you report to just so you know, um, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm not better. I'm not worse than anybody in my company. I'm just me, but uh, people do know that they are going to report to me for certain things, which I think makes it easier. Um, uh, example, um, if we have some new instructors that are teaching, we want our existing instructors just to give the feedback to me and some of the other senior instructors just to kind of streamline that process, just to make sure that when it gets back to that original instructor, one, it's it's constructive, um, it's in the right form, and two, that we've been kept in the loop just so we know kind of where everyone at as far as their growth and their potential. So you guys, you guys definitely experience your own product. For sure. Yeah, I took class this morning. I got crushed. Um, so do you have feedback systems built in, uh, where people can get, um, constructive feedback from either other instructors or members based on their experience in the gym? So for instructor feedback, which we totally encourage, um, especially more for everyone, but more so the new, the new people, because they're just learning so many things and it's just so different than anything else they've probably taught. Um, we have, if there's an instructor in class, that's not a senior instructor like myself or one of my coworkers. Um, we will have them CC us on email. Mm-hmm. So it class. We thought this stuff was great. We thought this stuff didn't really work. Um, this is awesome. They could be better on this or whatever their feedback is. Mm-hmm. We'll 
and take that. And then we're going to talk to them about that in a constructive way. Mostly just because I think the me and my, some of my, my coworkers were very, like I said, we're very good at giving good feedback. I think, you know, telling someone, Hey, this, this sucked in your class. Like that's not helpful at all. Like that yeah. helps no one. And people, again, I have thick skin. Sorry, my dog's getting all restless here. Um, I have thick skin, but some people would be really sensitive about that. So I think it's important to give feedback the proper way. So for instructors, we want them the feedback to come through up to us, and then we will go back. We're, we're taking these people's classes constantly, anyways. But then we will go and just kind of talk to them about good and bad things that they can work on. Uh, as far as members go, we don't have a specific channel, but we routinely have members that will leave notes at the front desk or write emails and CC our managers on it. You know, so and so, this class is amazing today. This person was fantastic. Like it was such a great experience. Or you know, I didn't have a great experience here today. This person called me. You know, whatever it is, I think we. I'm not in charge of that, so I'm interested to see what percentage is. I think we generally get a lot more praises than negative stuff, but it, I mean, it happens. So yeah, for sure. I think it's important to have like a historical representation. Like if you have a new new trainer and you say like, "Hey, these are the five things you have to work on," and then they graduate to only working on three, and then they graduate to only working on one, like that shows the trainer that you actually care about their growth and you're helping them achieve it. And that sure. keeps people in the business, right? Like wins, trainers happy, more clients are happy, more people are coming. It's more money in their pocket. So really, everybody wins, and that's yeah. I think why we're such a well as happy as you can culture. Yeah, everybody has days. Um, two more questions. Uh, what's the last book that you read that had a big impact on you? Um, so I don't read that much. To be honest, I read a lot of articles. Um, the probably it's completely not related, but, um, I read a couple of stock books recently. I, I recently got into the market. So okay. I read Jim Cramer books, um, which, uh, have had a huge impact on me only because I've been trying to actively save for my future more, uh, besides just like having money go into my 401k. Um, so that's been a huge impact on me. I've kind of made that a side hobby the last year on investing in stocks and learning about options trading and all that other jazz, just cause I find it fascinating. And, um, I got bored of fantasy football, so now I've switched my uh, over to there. Um, other than that, um, I've read a few books by Malcolm Gladwell um, uh, and David Sedaris. Both those authors have really interesting books that um, I've enjoyed, although it's been a few years since I've read either of their works. Did you read uh, Me Talk Pretty One Day? I have not read that one. Is that Sedaris or is that Gladwell? It's Sedaris. It's so Sedaris. funny. Dude, he's fantastic. He's very interesting humor, so... I saw, uh, yeah, they're, they're both great authors. So I read a couple of their books a few years ago. Recently, I did read a couple of Jim Cramer books. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I do not read as much as I'd like to. I'm trying to work on that. It's funny. Everyone's like, I don't read as much as I want to. It's like, you, you read or as much as you want to. Like, there's That's, no. There's, there's time. I'm not going to say there's not enough time. There's always time. Like when people are like, I don't exercise as much as I want to. It's like. Oh, I agree. There's 168 hours in the week. You can make time. Yeah. Um. Last question. You said you have, you learned a lot from your parents. Mm -hmm. What is the lesson that you have taken most from your parents that you try to apply to your life every day? Um, it's a good question. Uh, so my parents, I would say we grew up upper middle class. We were not rich, but we were well off. I always had things I needed, but they also worked their tails off. Um, they own their own business, um, up in wine country. Um, and they, my dad's, I think there's not a day that's gone by. He hasn't worked. He does a little bit of work every single day. So I think for them, I learned the value of the dollar, even though we were well off. Um, 
you know, money doesn't grow on trees, um, for sure. So you need, um, also to hard work goes a long way and you just need to treat people the way you want to be treated. So I think giving people respect, um, ultimately just being looking at the light, life with a glass half full kind of look, because I think why look, be a pessimist when you can, you know, just be more positive. I think that just puts out better energy. And then, uh, so yeah, treat people the way you want to be treated, work your tail off and then just know the value of a dollar. I think would probably the three things I learned from the most. Awesome. Um, where can people find you, Brian? Uh, so I teach at Barry's Bootcamp. I'm mostly in the marina, um, but I'm in the FIDI as well, although everything's going to change. So I'm over there, and then um, I do some private training in the marina as well, as well at Synergy Fitness. Um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is at B-T-S-C-H-I-D-H-21. Um, I'm on Facebook, too. Not super active on social media, but I'm around. Um, and then you can probably find me walking my dog in Hayes Valley, usually most of the time. Um, are you a Suvla person? Uh, I eat Suvla probably three times a week. Okay. Nice. It's delicious. And I'm trying to, I am recently I'm trying to learn how to cook for myself a little bit more. So until then, Suvla helps feed me. Nice. Hold you over. Yeah. Um, all right, dude. Well, hey, I want to say thank you for coming on the Fitness Retention Podcast. It was awesome to get to know you a little bit better and um, hear about berries. And I think the main thing that like I take away and hopefully the listeners take away is that like, care ultimately leads to retention and you can't fake that um you have to actually care about the people that you're serving and um yeah it's just refreshing to hear that that's like a motto or a, a pillar that you guys stand by for sure without a doubt yeah all right dude thanks for coming on i'll talk to you soon thanks for having me see you Alex.